That was Sandra McLanahan, also known as Amrita. Uh, she uh, is a student of Swami Satchidananda for many years. And uh, 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 it was very interesting for me. I, I, I think one of the things I've heard about Swami Satchidananda's teaching, aside from it being very good and very helpful, was that it is um, more involved and more time-consuming. He was very much a traditionalist, and he has the asanas, the pranayam, the chanting, the meditation, all worked into it. And according to what Amrita said, you could pick and choose as much or as little as you want and get benefit from it. But it seemed like a very uh, complete uh, and uh, system that took from all areas. Yeah, that's what I gather. Um, you know, he was a disciple of Swami Shivananda, uh, who's you know sort of legendary uh, um, yoga master in uh, whose um, ashram in Rishikesh was kind of like the centerpiece of, of Rishikesh for many years, and he was an MD. So I'm guessing, before he became a Swami, so I'm guessing that people like Swami Satchidananda, Swami Vishnu Devananda, and others who came to the West um, who were uh, devotees of, of Shivananda uh, must have had a very integrated approach um, which would have included, perhaps, uh, modern under- scientific understandings of health because, you know, Shivananda was an MD. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but back, you know, when he came here and created integral yoga, the, you know, he used the term integral yoga because it did include all the different aspects of the yogic tradition. So it wouldn't, it doesn't surprise me that um, people's regular practice and what's taught in their classes would be fairly complete. Right. Uh he, uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, Phil, in our interview with uh, uh, Prudence Farrow, which I would highly uh, recommend, uh, she has a book out, Dear Prudence. She talks about uh, her time with uh, Swami Satchidananda, and then yes. she goes from Swami Satchidananda, she starts following Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, and I think Swami Satchidananda felt, if I remember correctly, in what she uh, said, that this Tien thing, well, the meditation might have been good and all. It was too simplified. It left out too much that you don't just teach meditation uh, without the asanas and everything else. So he was, and she said, you know, he was very much a traditionalist and didn't understand this sort of uh, simplified approach geared, uh, I guess, mostly to Westerners. Well, you know, I, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of lineages mm-hmm. uh, in, in India you know, swamis all branching off and creating their own tributaries. So there's a lot of different approaches to, you know, what we think of as yoga, the capital Y, you know, to, to, um, the, mm-hmm. the quest for self-realization and enlightenment and so forth. So, um, there's, there's just different approaches. And, you know, when I look back, I think, you know, we, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, was in those days laser focused on meditation and introduced certain aspects of meditation that had been neglected or um, lost and focused on meditation. Other teachers 
included asanas more and pranayama more, whereas in the TM world, asanas and pranayama were were sort of very casually treated and uh, not very systematic and and a small part of things. And in other traditions, it was the reverse. Right, right. And, and, it, it and they were make... very, very systematic about asanas and pranayama right. and very loose and, and careless about meditation. Right. So, and, and also for me, Phil, yeah, I don't know about for you, when I started meditation back in the day, and I'm not judging anything, I'm just saying, if I, if I was given anything that took more than 15 minutes, 20 minutes, twice a day, <laughs> and that was really a stretch, I probably would have never done it. Because yeah. that was really, and so that was a big plus for me. Now, later on, I spent hours a day uh, in meditation and asanas and all that. But, but initially, my introduction was such that had it been more than that, I, uh, I would have not uh, uh, been able to do it. And, and, and I should say, subsequent to all this, I've really, uh, I've, I've cut it down to sort of where it was in the beginning, where I'd spend less time, but the time that I spend in meditation or doing whatever yoga practice, I, I really enjoy. I, I wanted to ask about one other thing, and I'd like to bring it up to her uh, the, the, the next time we have her on the show, and that is she, she's done a lot of work with Dean Ornish, and he you know, now really promotes this vegan diet and uh, yoga and everything else. But, and, and I'm not, again, I'm just looking at it from every angle. Uh, there have been articles like in Scientific America that have, uh, according to some, debunked uh, that this uh, notion that the, this uh, uh, low-fat diet, a vegan diet, does everything they say it does. And as a matter of fact, there have been studies that have come out recently saying that even low-fat milk uh, produces no useful results. That uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not taking one side or the other, but it yeah. is up for discussion. It is. And, uh, you know, you see a lot of conflicting reports about... Um, scientific research on on diet and the most you know recently there was all this stuff about how low fat was um exaggerated and didn't produce the results they wanted and as are, and one of the problems with everybody emphasizing low fat diet was people were starting to eat more carbohydrates and that right. turns out to be worse i you know i think i'd rather leave that to the scientists and you know stick to uh, our our spirituality uh, focus here, right. um, and if you know if if they're getting good results with vegan diet, it's great. And if somebody else right. is getting good results with something else, also great. Right. Um, I don't know. Hey Phil, uh, uh, Swami Satchidananda, did he have a, a definition of self-realization or higher states of consciousness? I, I'm I don't know if he if he defined it in a certain way. We would have to ask one of his you know, one of the uh, swamis that, or yoga teachers that he trained, but he certainly talked about it. All the, all the prominent yoga masters and swamis did. This is the you know, integral mm-hmm. aspect of, of yoga philosophy. So certainly he talked about samadhi and talked about uh, higher consciousness, whether he used the same language as some of the others or had the, the same exact interpretation, and I, I don't know. But it was it was obviously a major part of it. I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I always say that when I, it's a measure of how things have changed. When I first, you know, I was living in in New York as a college student, and I heard about yoga, and I said, oh, you know, I should try to learn something about this. And someone said, oh, there's a guy who teaches yoga, 
and and I took the subway up to the Upper West Side, and I went to a class, and it was this tall and regal-looking Indian guy who taught a class in an apartment, and it was Swami Satchidananda. I had no idea really? until year, a few years later. I just went to the one class, and then I moved to Boston and all this, and I didn't even I didn't know who he was. Did you like? And the then class? I saw Woodstock. <laughs> oh, how was the class? Did was it? Did you enjoy it? It was yeah, it was great, and it it sort of was part of you know my exploration in those days. But um, you know, I was a mess at the time, and I didn't follow up. And you know, later, you know, no, found he my was, way. Uh, he was one of those gurus that got a lot of people off drugs and uh, focused yeah. and 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 healthy and. Uh, uh, he still has a center, I believe. It's somewhere near 10th Street in the West Village. 13th Street. 13th Street. 13th Street. Back in the day, he was brought to America in, I think it was the year, 66 or 7, by Peter Max, the, the, the uh, artist, and uh, to, you know, just who met him in uh, Sri Lanka where he was teaching. And they brought him here for what was supposed to be a short visit to sort of turn people on to yoga, and he ended up staying in New York. And they, they had a center in a, an apartment on West End Avenue, I think it was. And then uh, things got very busy. And, you know, especially after the Beatles went to India with Maharishi, a lot of the you know, all interest in all of this exploded, and, and many people around New York found their way to Satchitananda, and they needed a bigger place, and they ended up getting this wonderful townhouse uh, on uh, West 13th, and that's, it's still there, and it's expanded. They have a, a, a market and a pharmacy, or a natural pharmacy on the block, and um, it's a sort of... Um, landmark of yoga in New York City, you yeah, know, no. and was there long before all the others. Yeah, I was there. Uh, I popped in the place a, a few times. Um, yeah, who would have ever thought back in 1970 that meditation, yoga, all these things would be so available, so commonplace, so much variety. Uh, and this is what you speak about in your book, American Veda, which I'd recommend because they, we take it for granted now it's here, but it really wasn't here that long ago. And certainly no. it wasn't anything that most uh, adults took seriously. No, not at all. And back in those days, you know, when he became famous after Woodstock, but he was at Woodstock because he was already very well known mm-hmm. among the people, you know, who were sort of in, in it was mostly counterculture, you right. know, sort of hippie crowd finding their way to yoga, uh, some consciously as an alternative to, to drugs some, you know, as part of just, you know, investigating consciousness and uh, a better way of life and so forth. So he, he was, the, he was the, the go-to guy for yoga and meditation and all that in, in the New York counterculture at that time. And that's why, you know, they brought him up to Woodstock. Well, those were the days. Well, a good <laughs> one. Uh, and uh, uh, so uh, many more uh, on the agenda, right? Yeah, we have good stuff coming up. All right, stay tuned. Till next time. Okay, Dennis.